0: Welcome to another episode of Yellowstoners, a podcast dedicated to getting high on drama, digging into the Duttons and everything Yellowstone, hosted by two city folk in myself, Mike D'Angelo, and editor-in-chief of The Playlist, Rodrigo Perez. Uh, Last week, we proclaimed our love, for uh, (laughs) lack of a better term, for the popular uh, primetime dirt-covered drama, talked about the show as a whole, and finally dug into the two-hour season four premiere This week, we have a new episode to talk about with episode three entitled All I See Is You, which like many episode threes of this season or of any season, really, it's all about setting up this season to come. So the Duttons are still looking for who put out the hit. Jimmy is still uh, hitting the old dusty trail to become a man. And Beth and Rip are continuing to be the most yeehaw fuck you parents of the history of parenting. So Rodrigo, what did you think of episode three?
1: Uh, um, I don't know, man. I thought it was pretty unremarkable, and I know we were like all gang. Yeah, we were all in, in last our, night in our opening episode, and being like, "Yeah, we're really into the show," but like, oof, this was uh, definitely a bit of a filler episode. And um,
0: you got to start building a season somewhere, and and this is where a lot of those lines are kind yeah, of. Yeah, well,
1: it was like, it's an episode dedicated kind of to. I mean, I, I think you laid out the the three beats of the the, the thing well, but. Mm-hmm takes his title from a song that was, I think, dedicated towards Jimmy. So it feels like a a Jimmy episode, Jimmy, who's in a little bit.
0: So you're not a huge fan of the episode. Uh, Not that it's bad. It's just, you know, it's not like there wasn't anything that was like, holy crap, this is this is where it's at, like the beginning of the season, obviously. Do you have any like favorite bits of the of the episode that stand out?
1: Well, I, I don't want to jump to the negative stuff, but it's the sort of stuff that it, it's sort of like, if we can just go there, because it's the first thing yeah. I can think of.
0: Let's do the worst um, of first.
1: Is that like the way the way the show like short changes female characters becomes mm-hmm. really evident in this uh, episode because uh, Monica Long Dutton, who's Casey's mm-hmm. Native American wife, uh, Kelsey uh, as Billet. I think it's pretty the way it's pronounced. She went through this like traumatic event in the first episode her and her her son had to like basically fight for their lives. her son had to kill someone. Um, and then like what feels like I mean, it is three episodes later, but like it just feels so much later that you're we're finally dealing with that. They've regressed essentially. They're back to where they were in season two. It's like, we need to leave the, the Dutton family. We need to get out of here. What are we doing? And it feels this like, oh, we're at this again and it's like, I mean can you the-
0: blame her though? <laughs> in real life, I, I feel like even if you were starting to get on board, that would pretty much fuck up any chances. Is, is that siege that happened?
1: Yeah, it just feels like do they do they not have another narrative thing for her besides that. Is it just yeah. going to be like is her role going to be me and my son don't belong in this crazy crime family milieu, or we do, or we don't? And like, I just want something a little bit more. It just feels like a, already my I had issues with the way that they kind of wanted to leave the family and then all of a sudden didn't Mm. in in season two or three or wherever it was. It feels like somewhere in between because i have been watched the whole thing. But (laughs) I was just like, it just feels like recycling that. And I was a little disappointed.
0: Okay. I mean... I really liked that scene where they were kind of arguing about this place isn't evil. The people who tried to take it from us are evil and we're not evil for defending it. That's what Casey says. That kind of sums up where his character is at, at this point in time, he's finally kind of bought into the John Dutton way of thinking and, you know, he's, he's the righteous one and he's got nothing to do with the evil that's coming down upon them. You know, I thought that was a nice little line that kind of summed up where he was. And obviously she went to the, I hate you's right away and downward spiraled into that but i I didn't mind i
1: I hate you is really a bit much
0: yeah it was intense but like yeah, their
1: I, family got attacked he didn't do anything he just tried right. to save everybody i really like those characters and i really want something a little bit more for them
0: yeah we'll see what the the rest of season three hopefully it's not one of those where it's like monica's in the way and all of a sudden she's dead kind of thing uh conveniently for casey to stick around or whatever it is
1: yeah, yeah. I, I i hope there's i hope that's it's heading somewhere beyond that because it just feels like a redux you know
0: yeah anything else in the in the way of wish it was better or do you want to get on to stuff that? That, uh, you liked about the episode, or is that empty for you?
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> I it feels like the writing sometimes does a thing where it digs up old wounds. Mm -hmm. and it's like wounds that they didn't have time to deal with like three or four episodes because more plot stuff was in the way sure now that when things like gear down
0: still dealing with the lloyd walker stuff yes it's like an
1: old wound all of a sudden being like rehashed you know
0: i did love the the walker line the hell i was in prison for seven years you're lucky i don't drill a hole in the side of the barn and take it for a ride too that one yeah yeah (laughs) I was like, okay, yeah, that, that was a pretty good one. And, and of course, like in every episode, there are just kind of lines that make me stop and just cackle. And usually they're delivered by Beth and she definitely delivered one of my favorite lines uh, of the season of whatever, you know, of Beth in general. And it's the the Beth's universal truths where I she- I don't
1: remember the line. but, but so Yeah, me, she but...
0: basically says, you want nice things. Here are the four ways to get rich. One, inherit it. Two, uh, yeah. steal it. Three, work really, really fucking hard. Or four, learn how to suck dick like you lost your car keys in it. <laughs> I'm
1: like, yeah, God damn it, I mean, Beth. The, <laughs> this is a weird episode in terms of like the Taylor Sheridan-ness of it. Like oh, does, man. every time he shows up and he does, if, I, if they do like another goddamn episode of those horses sliding.
0: Yeah, I don't like, really need to see horse tricks again and again. It's like also that horse sliding is just, is that supposed to be special? Like it's really boring. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Like, is that the impressive thing to do? Because it's not all that impressive if you don't know it's impressive.
1: Yeah, like it, it might be hard to pull off, but it visually they've done, I think, I think they've done it like three times on three different episodes now. And it's like, I'm not, is, is that supposed to be super difficult? Does that look like, it, it just looks like a horse digging into the dirt and it's not all that impressive or dynamic or interesting. And it's like, the, the guy's like, come up with something better. <laughs> <laughs> interesting how he... The way the show sort of crosses over with like his character is kind of a masculine uber dick his writing can be that way it just I, the things that I normally want to defend him for were <laughs> things that were sort of like being like oh I don't know if I can really defend him in this episode you know
0: yeah especially when he's wearing a t-shirt that says your girlfriend's staring at me
1: yeah it was just a bunch of shit like that that was just like I feel like I'm having a hard time defending you and the show right now <laughs>
0: I still am on board for Beth and Rip parenting just because it's so chaotic and off the wall like they're constantly abandoning the kid and then like going back to him and you know inviting him back in it's just it's all over the place but I lo- I do like that they call him the boy and that's why we didn't know his name last week which is fantastic yeah i, I don't know Beth and Rip being parents is is always entertaining for me
1: it's entertaining uh I, I like, we'll see where it goes because at first obviously they have this this schism in, in that episode where it's like he's like this has got to be one way and she's like no no like i'm not going to be harsh on him he needs like some loving and then by the end of it she comes back <laughs> to me and, like he needs a good paddling kind of thing you know yeah. <laughs> by the end of it she's just like just as disillusioned as as rip is cynical
0: yeah the the whole what was it like he needs a man to make a man out of him uh, that was a bit i that
1: was but- basically what they said
0: yeah, pretty much.
1: I mean, it, it's, I don't know, man. It's like, you know, when they bring in kids on like, who's the boss or whatever, they bring <laughs> in new to like spice it up. I'm like, I'm a little worried. It's like, Is that where we're at here?
0: Hopefully not. Hopefully you can grow with the show.
1: I mean, uh, I wonder, I wonder what the end game is there. Like yeah. humanize them or, I mean, it's, it's either one of two things generally for the show. It's like the humanize them further or to create a tragedy that makes them, you know, go for vengeance. Right. Yeah. So could it be I, anything else? Yeah.
0: I don't know. Pretty much those two. And then, I mean, there's the Jimmy of it all. He's getting shipped off and they really take their time, you know, pulling the taffy on him actually leaving and Mia saying she's done with him.
1: That's the other part of it, man. Like think of speaking of another short character, the way Mia is written and like, Oh boy. Like, I mean, she's kind of responsible for the whole thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Like what, like, why don't we just for like anyone, maybe not paying attention. Why don't you explain that like backstory a little bit because she like in the way that we, sort of how she sort of helped manufacture this whole situation.
0: Well, yeah, he was doing the whole rodeo stuff and he got bucked off and hurt his back really bad. And luckily, you know, was able to get up and, you know, kind of get back on the horse as it were. And and John told him, don't do it because he wanted him to, you know, be a man and kind of step up around the ranch and first thing he did because of Mia encouraging him to do so is is jump right back on that horse and it bucked him off and landed him in a world of hurt and, and obviously John's pissed at him he wants him to show that he had what uh, what John saw him in, in him in the first place and he's either gonna rise to the occasion in Texas or he's gonna fail miserably and goodbye to him I guess is what John's doing yeah he's being like sent to like cowboy school or something I mean yeah more or less it sounds like the worst most terrifying ranch uh, experience of all time which I'm sure We'll see, see on and off, but I, I don't know. I'm not sure so what's I'm very interested in going to Texas there. Yeah. Yeah. What's the end game there? I'm sure he'll land in Texas and you know, fight his way through and you know become Jimmy the man and find a woman down there that he really loves, and there'll be a whole love triangle there that it's going to be awkward when he comes you know back. He's
1: being shipped off for good,
0: right? I don't think so. He's too good of a character. He he was really something that hooked me in to, to the series,
1: right? Because he's like the he's not essentially man enough to be uh, a man in this place where it's like masculinity is is the most the the currency that that affords you the most there right
0: yeah he's he's not uh, all calloused up when we meet him and, and he's still not he's still kind of a, a runner but he's just a little little bit tougher at least because he found you know something to give give him confidence in in both Mia and the the rodeo itself
1: well let me let me flip it back to you then and since we went to kind of the things that that i thought weren't that great like what are the things that you, that you like the most
0: yeah i mean for me like I was saying, the the Beth and Rip stuff I really liked. Uh, I, I'd prefer if Jimmy stuck around, so that's not a, a high one for me. But John's journey in this episode. I definitely was open to seeing, especially the end, you know, the the old western standoff right. kind of thing where he kind of talked about talked to the guy about, you know, if he'd ever shot somebody and where he where he did it and you shot him in the back of the head. And he's like, This is the one time I wish I had your lack of character, and gives him a gun right. and has that shootout.
1: Yeah. He's uh I think it sort of speaks to like the innate contradictions the purposeful innate contradictions of the show with like you know he's a an honorable man even in a dishonorable act
0: yeah he's an old-fashioned cowboy and he even says like care to send me to heaven before i park your sorry ass in hell and that is a line that really encompasses john dutton as a character even in the face of his terrible deeds he believes he's righteous he believes he's going to heaven because he's on the right side of things but he's done some evil shit and i don't think he sees it that way he sees it as you know i'm just cowboying
1: i don't know though that's what uh, that's right you know that's i feel like he, he understands the contradictions i don't think he's quite honorable i know he I I think he thinks his his hands are very bloody and, and and they've they've accrued lots of sins you know so I think that weighs heavy on his kind of soul that's why he's kind of like this kind of like introspective kind of character you know just like soaking in a lot of the things that he has to do and doesn't love them but knows that he needs to be done you know
0: mm-hmm. no I really I really like that that shootout bit at the end that was one of the high points for me just because one kevin costner is always kevin costner and two they they kind of updated the old western standoff kind of thing to to a modern day it kind of it was fun good lines in there that like i said yeah
1: what i I did like about that i did like that scene a lot the last one and i kind of just like the whole under the understanding of this you know that line that moe the, the Native American guy mm-hmm. and the other guy, I forget his name offhand, who owns, who's like the, the head of the reservation.
0: Thomas Rainwater?
1: Yes. Where they're kind of like, you know, if you want to, fully deal with this this becomes your trash Like you yeah. got to take out this trash and they're like they're being careful with their words but it kind of speaks to like cause, and they're basically saying like you're gonna have to like kill this guy mm-hmm. but it kind of also speaks to what i what sort of like about the this thing is that, like nobody really wants to like kill anybody if they don't have to but
0: mm-hmm. like,
1: because it's just not good in any kind of way not morally but also not good for business in every kind of way holistically practically legally like you know what i mean and it's like they'd all kind of love to, if they don't have to take that step, I think everybody's okay with that. You know, that's the the better way. But I think what they're saying there in that section, what I think is really cool is that like if you want to take a look at this trash, you're going to have to take it out, aka there's going to be no going back here. And I kind of like the way they talk about that ambiguously because they don't want to obviously in some ways just kind of like uh, legally uh, put themselves at the hook, but also just in, in, in the way that they, they really do have their own sort of twisted conscience and all that.
0: hmm any other parts in the the episode that stand out? I know the the thing for me that didn't really work is the Casey versus like Mister California. It, oh, just felt, yeah. it just felt it just felt like is, a side journey or whatever that didn't really It felt make,
1: dumb, and it also just felt kind of unrealistic and unbelievable.
0: Yeah, it was very much written like an argument that plays out in one side's head. You know?
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, this is what I'm the, gonna do. He's the, like the the what is his role? The uh, livestock commissioner or whatever? Like- yeah. Uh, I think you're kind of gonna gotta get in trouble for that one. <laughs> yeah, don't you need a warrant? I think you might. And and to like grab some guy and like throw him underneath his own like cattle guard, like
0: and just leaves uh, him, like he doesn't even care. <laughs> he doesn't come back. He's just like someone will find him.
1: That this may be it for me, but I'm um, I'm um, I'm when you you talking about certain elements is certainly making me sort of prick up and, and remember being like, oh yeah, you know that's not so bad.
0: It's not a total loss. It's just, it's an episode three. It's not supposed to be, you know, hitting on all cylinders quite yet that there's a lot of world building or not world building, but season building kind of stuff going on. Yeah, um, I
1: mean, there's still a lot of threads that are to be explored. We still got Jamie out there. We've got the new um, market equities woman by. Um,
0: sure. That'll uh, be next week. Yeah.
1: And these, and they still haven't even introduced uh, Piper Barabo as the uh, um, animal rights activist. So, there's yeah. still stuff to come. It's a bit weird, I have to admit, like having been binge watched this entire show, uh, having to watch it week to week. And, <laughs> and, and
0: maybe you're getting whiplash. You're like, why? What's going on here? Why isn't it moving yeah, well, quicker? I wonder
1: if, like, because you, when you just mainline the whole thing, you can kind of get past some of its flaws because you get to some good stuff fast. But I'm wondering if, like, doing it this way, if it's going to be a bumpier road for me. I don't
0: know. Yeah, it seems like it might. But uh, before we do wrap up, I do want to ask this question every week to see if it changes from week to week. Who do you think put the hit out on the Duttons? I mean, it seems like they're setting it up to be a big revelation. So it would would not surprise me if it wasn't someone we already know.
1: Um. Well, they did kind of say who who it was, right? Did they, though? Well, yeah, yeah, it was that guy from inside the prison, right?
0: Yeah, but he's connected to someone else that we don't know.
1: Well, that we don't know. The Dutton. I all we know is that John Dutton was like, I don't know this guy. Like, why would he want me dead? Yeah, and so...
0: the what's his name, the guy that he had the shootout with, said that he only gets information from from the guy in prison, and the guy in prison gets the orders basically so hmm. there's someone so Mark, above you're,
1: you're thinking it's like a longer chain of like chain of command that they you, you still got to dig past the guy in the
0: yeah i i think there's definitely they're setting it seems like they're setting it up to be like a big twist which hopefully it's not what i'm thinking which is jamie I really don't want it to be that I mean,
1: uh, yeah, I don't I don't think so. And also it's interesting because I'm watching them concurrently, is that like now it's like you know, a guy in prison in the prison system because they're gonna have to deal with that, right? Yeah. I mean, they could just like have him killed in prison, but they probably want to know a little bit more, right? Rather than just doing that. And meanwhile, mayor of Kingstown, which is another ter- shared <laughs> Sheridan show that I'm watching, it's all like in the in the prison system. So I feel like it's like all roads converging a little bit. It's kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, I still gotta start that one. Apparently premiered and get a lot of mixed reviews but i think it sounds pretty decent we'll see
1: it's so people reviewed it based off the first two episodes and i was like people are a little bit harsh about this yeah Um, it's not that bad and then i saw the third episode and i was like "Mm, the third episode (laughs) might be as bad as everyone's saying but nobody's seen that one yet (laughs) (laughs) right so uh maybe he's just
0: got a, a weakness for episodes number three and hopefully not four
1: I'll say this. I'll say this, which is maybe even like maybe um, act as a kind of defense of some of the criticisms of of Yellowstone is I heard people calling it like toxic men in a toxic world. And those are pretty like, you know, catchy buzzwords that we all know and blah, blah, blah. But I feel like in the name of nuance and always trying to bring a little bit more to that, to the discourse, I feel like, I feel like it's more like rotten men in a rotten world. And I feel like there's a big distinction between that and toxic men in a toxic world because toxic is it's easy to dismiss you know yeah there's this little thoughtfulness and rotten men in a rotten world beneath it there's a there's a melancholy to that because nobody wants that right right like that 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 sucks that's horrible and i feel like the show hasn't quite got there yet but that that little sort of simmering element of melancholy is uh is there and i think it just speaks a little bit in general to his writing that there's a little bit more to it than you know oh let's present a bunch of fucking toxic men like nobody's happy with anybody being killed or or however shitty things are you know there's always a cost
0: and if there wasn't i don't think i'd be here you know yeah these are rotten men that were changed by the rotten world you know they were made that so yeah yeah, you know he's he's doing a good job painting the picture as far as why they are. I yeah, I really am interested in getting back to Jamie though. I I hope it's not he's not just an afterthought in this season.
1: Yeah, I think it's all just a matter of the way the show has to juggle its narrative, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the 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 tease already looks like it's pointed to, to Jamie for episode four, and I, I think they have to and they have to de- definitely address that. And I don't think I'm hoping it's. I mean, that's what, what one of the kind of things that I like about the stuff. The family stuff is complex, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It's never cut and dry. And um, I feel like there's a a lot of complexity to mine there about someone who loves but also resents and also hates his family, right?
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, all the kids are kind of in that zone.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I don't think that should resolve neatly and... Hopefully um, there's some good stuff there to be, to be behind. Cause that's the, again, that's sort of, sort of like that family drama, that complexity, that, that, that texture. That's the stuff that brings me there in the first place. Cause none of that stuff is is neat or easy to navigate.
0: Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to discuss on Yellowstone episode three? That's it, man. But um, I'm
1: sort of nervously and kind of anticipating uh, 1883 and maybe mm-hmm. when they start com- converging we can maybe uh, uh talk a little bit of 1883 here and there once when does that when does that premiere december i think i think uh yellowstone this season will still be on unless you want to start an 1883 podcast
0: and <laughs> <laughs> no, i don't i don't think we have to do every Yellowstone.
1: that might be a bit much everyone's like like mocking me lately for like my my dad rock tastes <laughs> i'm
0: just like
1: <laughs> i guess you know i don't really care
0: there's a lot of people that like yellowstone so an 1883 does Uh, stream on december 19th so hopefully
1: yeah paramount plus it's uh um the prequel to this one and uh yeah we'll see if they have uh some sort of maybe connection beyond the the obvious like physical like prequel connection maybe there's like the way they might be in conversation with one another in some kind of ways because actually when i think about it and someone pointed this out out to me in the in the debut episode when i was kind of like what the hell does this have to do with anything like the commercial to 1883 and then a a reader pointed out to me it was like well it's actually just kind of like when they when they're doing that digging and they find those bodies that's the bodies that they flash back to yeah that they're bearing i was like oh right 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 you know i was a little bit too glib about that so there was some connective tissue there
0: yeah hopefully it all weaves together well uh but either way we'll be coming back for episode four i don't know the title of it yet but i'm sure i will by that time and and hopefully we have a better idea where the world of jamie is at and kevin costner can be more kevin costner and beth can deliver some hilarious uh lines as only beth can yeah cool keep cool. on Yellowstoneing.
1: yeah keep on Yellowstone. <laughs>